0: Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast. And the best thing about it is it is free. So it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons. I can record a quick little introduction and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify. They've got it on Apple. They've got it on Google. They've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and they'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Hello and welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast, I guess is what we're calling at this point. My name's Jeremy and I'm just here to give you a quick introduction. These are sermons that come from the pulpit of Pastor Philip Kuntz over here at Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church located at 310 Randolph Road in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to visit us and join us. Any old Sunday, come on down, say hello. We'd love to have you course, you can find us on Facebook. You can also find our YouTube channel as well, where we are live streaming. And speaking of live streaming, this is the very first sermon that was live streamed from the church, and we had a few bugs to work out. And so, the sound quality—I've done what I can with the sound, and uh, it's still not going to be great. But uh, our sound quality has improved as we kind of got used to what we needed to do. I think with this particular sermon, I was just grabbing audio with my camera. Uh, I had not gotten everything hooked up to the soundboard yet. Uh, it was a, a kind of a growing process for us this year when COVID struck and a lot of our members were unable to attend church. So we started live streaming to where everybody could watch from home. And it's been great. And we've continued to do so throughout this whole situation. And now having the opportunity to share the audio uh, here with the rest of you Uh, is just a blessing. Uh, We're delighted, of course, that you have downloaded and are choosing to listen, and we hope that you are blessed by this sermon. This one was preached on March 22nd of 2020, and it is titled, Peace, Be Still. And now, here is Pastor Philip Kuntz from the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church. We are here now,
1: ready to get prepared for the sermon. And yes, this is all brand new. It's all brand new, going live like this. The fact that we cannot uh, be here together in person, and that's okay. That's all right. We're here in the house of the Lord. And I am prepared and ready to be Usually, at this point in time, I have you turn with me. The opening scripture. And if you can do that, that's wonderful. The opening scripture, Second Peter. Excuse me, I'm wrong on that. That's First Peter. First <laughs> Peter, chapter five, scriptures six and seven. That's First Peter, chapter five, verses six and seven. Now, this is usually the, the time while everyone's looking that up. But I say to them, to please stand in honoring the reading of his word. And if you want to do that at home, you can. But I can't say that you are or you're not, because I'm not here to see it. So I have to say, are you standing? I have to believe that you are. If you are, that's great. not that's okay. God knows and It's all right. You're standing in your heart. It's just the honor of the reading of his word. It says this in First Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. It says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your care upon him, because he cares for you. God bless and honor you his word, and you may deceive you. Amen. Fear is an interesting thing. It truly is. Fear is an interesting thing because we all have it. Every single one of us. There's not one person in this world that doesn't have fear. Not one. Everybody has it. It's a feeling that God has allowed us to have. It's an emotion. It's something we all have. You know, I I must tell you, I've had more fear in this last year than I've ever had in my entire life. I must tell you that I've had more fear from upon me and confusion and strange feelings than I've ever felt in my entire life. Fear because I don't know what's going to happen, fear because I don't know what I should do. Fear because of the confusion of what I should say, where I should go, how I should behave. But I do know one thing. I have no fear when it comes to God. I have no fear and confusion when it comes to His Word. And you don't need to either. But for those of you who know me and who know me well, know me, most of you know what I've been through in the last year or so. I'm not gonna tell you every little thing I've been through. I am gonna Fill you in on a few things, and that is this. For most of you who know me know that I've been through some brain surgeries and other crazy things. And I went through four brain surgeries last year. That's a lot. It's a lot for anyone to take take a hold of. Three of them was in one month's time. And through all that, I had a lot of fear. In that time, I had to ask myself at times where I was and what I was going through. I actually went through a short time. I, I know I've told you all the different things I went through. But there was a time where I went through what the doctors call delirium. And I didn't know who I was, or where I was, or when I was even. I was terrified, absolutely terrified. But while I was going through this, I was being tested. I was being tested physically. I was being tested mentally and emotionally. And there was times I was failing. I'm not going to lie to you. I was being tested by Satan. I was being tested, and I was failing. But spiritually, I was also being tested. And the Lord God continued to bring me back. Well, I went through this about two or three days. And there's no way that I even have time. I can't even begin to tell you all the things I went through. And I won't. I won't because a lot of it's embarrassing and a lot of it is going business. But I will tell you this. There was a time. There was a time where I actually thought that I was in my coffin. I thought I was in my coffin. And I thought that I was starting to be burned. I thought I I didn't know if I was being... um, uh, cremated, or if I was going into the depths of hell, I didn't know. First of all, I don't believe that once you're saved, you can lose your salvation. I don't believe that the scripture doesn't say that, doesn't yeah. testify to that. I believe okay. that once you're saved, you're always saved. You may disagree with that. That's when you and the Lord, I know, I know that I cannot lose your salvation. And yeah. God testified to that to me through all these testings. He showed me that. All that being said, all that being said, while I was in this moment, I believed I was in a coffin and I was being burnt alive. And it terrified me and it scared me. And I remember I yelled out to God. I said, God, help me. Help me. Help me, Lord. God, help me. I then heard someone yelling back to me and talking to me. And they said, Philip, please lay still. Please lay still. I didn't realize that I was on the coffin. I was actually in an MRI machine being tested. And I understood then suddenly that I was in and out of reality. And whatever I realized is an MRI machine, and I don't know if you've been in one or not, they do kind of have a coughing feeling about them. And while I realized that that's where I was, I also realized why I paused, and I asked them to repeat themselves, and they said, Philip, please lay still. And The reason why it caught my attention is because the Lord God started talking to me in the Holy Spirit of God. And when they said, please lay still, what I heard deep down with Philip, peace, be still, and that's the title of today's sermon. Peace, be still. I'm here to tell you today that there's been times where fear's to take you. fear is going to take over you. It's going to overwhelm you. But God wants you to know that you need to be at peace and you need to be still. Because there's going to be times that you're going to want to overreact. There's going to be times that you're going to want to do things that you think makes sense at the time. But God wants you to be still. Because he's still in charge. No matter what seems to be occurring around you, God is in charge. You are not to be in charge. The people around you should not be in charge. The things in this world should not be in charge of you. God should be in charge of you. So whenever you find yourself reacting, be still. That God be in charge of you. God be in charge Now there are types of fear in the Bible. I've talked about this several times before. There are types of fear in the Bible. The first uh, definition of fear is the one that we were just talking about. To be afraid. To be terrified. To be scared. And then the second definition of fear that people say, Wait, does the Bible say to be afraid of God? Actually, it doesn't say that. It says to have fear of God means to be in honor and respect of God. In other words, to follow him with awe and admiration. And we should follow God with awe and admiration. We should do that. In fact, it says this in Psalm 128, verse 1. If you're following him with awe and admiration, you're not afraid. Because he's not going to lead you to be afraid. So therefore, it's not the same type of fear. But the type of fear that we're talking about today is fear definition number one. Which is to be scared and terrified. And here's the question so many people have, and I've been getting phone calls about this. People call and and write this up. People say, is it wrong to feel fear as a Christian? Is it wrong to feel fear? And I have an answer for that in case you are wondering. No. It's not wrong to feel fear. Fear is an emotion. God allows us to have emotion. It's not wrong to feel fear. So don't feel bad if you ever feel fear. As a Christian, it's not wrong to feel fear. No. It's wrong as a Christian to be controlled by fear. That's where it's wrong. It's wrong to allow your emotion of fear to control you. And by the way, I believe most of us at some point in time have allowed it. So don't beat yourself up if you have. Don't allow the enemy to play that little trick on you. I've done it, probably done it too. The fact is at that moment you need to turn back to the Lord God, He understands those things. So no, it is not a sin to feel the emotion, but we don't need to be controlled by that emotion. In fact, Deuteronomy 3.16 says, God is always with us. He never leaves us. never forsakes us. So we don't need to be overtaken by fear, because we're never alone. Never. We're always with the Lord. He's always with us. When we follow Him, when we are with Him, when we are obedient to Him, we don't need to be on our own. We don't need to do those things. Now, here's the other thing. The word fear, sometimes we misconstrued, we misunderstood. It's okay to be concerned. There's nothing wrong with having concern in our life. For instance, the things that are happening right now in this world, what we're going through. There's nothing wrong with being concerned. Taking the first step in being yourself safe Nothing wrong with that. In fact, I'd say it's wisdom to have concern. It's wisdom to take care of yourself make sure you're staying clean, safe, and, and out of danger. That's called wisdom, and God wants us to be wise. But we also can be free of fear as a Christian. We can be free of being overtaken by fear. And let's see what the Bible says about that. Let's now turn to Psalm 34, verse 4. Let's see what it says. It says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. You didn't have to be overtaken by fears. God will take care of it for you. Whenever you are with the Lord God. And he is with you. You don't have to be overtaken. By your fears. He is with you always. Always. What do we say while we go? He never leaves you. He will never forsake you. He is with you always. Also in Isaiah. Chapter 41. Verse 10. and This is one I love so very much. It says. Do not fear. For I am with you. Do not be afraid. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you. With my righteous right hand. And he will too. He is with you continuously. He will hold on to you. He will not let go. And there's no reason to be overtaken by your fear. There's no reason for it. Now, I want to talk one more time about something else, and that is this. There are people out there right now who says who are telling you to ignore everything going on. And that's not wise. No, we don't want to ignore it. Now the fact is, you need to have wisdom, not foolish bravery. You need to have wisdom in your life. Some people want you to be unwise and say, because you're a Christian, you can do anything you want to do. Just go out there and ignore, ignore the facts. No, don't do that. No, you need to have wisdom, not foolish bravery. You know, I know people who think that you don't need to pay attention to gravity. You can just jump off a building. God's going to save you. That's stupid. That's stupid. I'm okay, as a heavy man, I'm heavy. As a heavy man, and, and, and by the way, and I'm sure it's not a, a secret to a lot of people, I'm a fan of Superman. But that doesn't mean that if I put on a Superman cape and I jump, I'm going to fly just because I love the Word of God. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. You have to use wisdom. Wisdom tells you to live knowing the truth, knowing what's going to happen if you try to tempt faith. You're not going to do that. You know, you're not going to live foolishly. You're going to live with wisdom today. You're not going to live with foolish bravery. You're going to live with wisdom today. Some act like nothing is going on and they ignore all the things around. In fact, they also live somewhat callously. Here's the thing. It says that we are to live day by day. They like to, to, to quote Matthew six thirty four. Chapter 6, verse 34, some like to quote this will say misquoted or misunderstand what it's saying. This is Jesus Christ, by the way, who says it says, Therefore, take no thought about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take thought about the things of itself. Sufficient to the day is the trouble thereof. But this doesn't mean only live for the now, and some like to take it. It means that God will take care of you today and tomorrow and every day when we're following Him. God doesn't want us to live it We're to live with wisdom, spiritual wisdom at that. And then there are others who want to bury their head in the Bible and ignore the world and its troubles. And we're not to do that either. The Bible is a tool. The Bible is something we're supposed to take with us as we go on into the world, not to ignore the world. We're not to ignore the problems of the world. We're to take with us through the world. That's what we're supposed to do. It's supposed to be a balanced example to those without and those without Christ, they have reason to fear. Because without Christ, they should be afraid. Oh yes, they should. Now I know that could sound really cruel. Guess what? Let it sound as it does. With all those things I spoke about earlier, the things I went through, I got to see what it would be like for people who don't have Jesus Christ. I got to see what it's like for those who are on the way to hell. It is terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. They should have Jesus Christ and they need him now. They need him today, this very moment. They need Jesus. And it's up to us, those who have Jesus Christ living within them, it's up to us to be brave, to speak the truth. Because anyone can lie and go around pretending that they don't know, pretending that they don't have the truth living within them, which Jesus Christ is, it's within them. But no, we need to be bold the truth with love and compassion is what we need. what we need to do. They need the word of God. to be spoken to them every single day. Here's what Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 says. It says, heaviness in the heart of man makes it true, but a good word makes it glad. Right. Spread the good word to those people. Spread the good word. We need to be a good witness to those people out there today who are searching for truth. Who are scared right now. We need to be a good witness. Because Some are looking for answers. Right now is a time of sorrow. And of fright. But it could be a time of revival. It could be. It could be a time of revival. It truly could be. They need hope. And they need Christian love. Yes. Adopt it. They need it. They need that godly love right now. They need a listening ear. Listen to what they have to say, and they need the truth, which is Christ—the way, the truth, the life. They need that, for only Christ can bring the hope. Only Christ can bring the joy and the peace in this time of trials. Only He has the ability to do that. Let's now turn to Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. And this is what it says. I'm going to give you a second. Are you turning? I can hear you turning. I can hear you all the way from home. with me. There you go. Yeah, There's no problems. There they are. And some of you are thinking, no, I'm digitally. Well, that's okay. I can hear that too. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 says this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with gratitude, make your request known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus, we have Lord. Even through this time of trial, even through this time of fright that many people have, Christ can bring us hope and joy. And peace, he can do so. Let's now turn to the book of Romans. This is a great book. Isn't it? Let's turn to the book of Romans, chapter eight, verses thirty-eight and thirty-nine. I'll give you a second to do that. Again, I page the turning. Romans, chapter eight, verses thirty-eight and thirty-nine, and it says this: For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, neither angels. Or principalities, nor powers, either things present or things to come, either height or depth or any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ is with you. He can help you at this time. This time, it seems like a great storm. The storm, it seems like nothing can stop it. I mean, right now, people are being shut into their house. It seems like, what can we possibly do? We can't even get together in the church right now. We can't even come together. What we're used to do, we, we're afraid to we go to the store. We get what we need. But we don't have to be afraid because Jesus is with us. The Lord God is with us. Whether we say a while ago, in did Romans 3, 31, verse 6. He is always with us. He never leaves us ever forsakes us. He is with you always. He knows your every fear. He is with you. He is with you always. Let's now turn to the book of Mark. Chapter 4. He is with us in the storms of life. He is with us when the storms of life and trials are upon us. He doesn't leave us there at these times. I mentioned earlier through all the troubles I went through and have gone through, and that's just a small amount, by the way, a very small amount. I wish, I wish that was it. I wish that I had only gone through that small amount in this last year. I wish that's all that I felt. Sometimes it seems like the storm will never end because that's life. One storm ends and another one comes, and you think sometimes, man, if God really loves us, how come the storms keep coming? God tells us storms are going to come, but the promise is not that storms will not come. The promise is that He will be with us through the storms. That's the promise that He will give up on us, and we're not to give up on Him. That's the promise. Again, never leave us, never forsake us. He is with us, but we need. Being so peace is Now let's take a look at Mark chapter 4, 35 through 41. By the way, this is something that happened to Jesus after speaking many parables to the crowds. And this could also be found in, and I'm not telling you to look here, okay, but also in the book of Matthew, the book of both Luke and chapter 8. But we're going to look To see what happens at this time, and it says in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. I assume that we'll use the that's okay. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. It says, That same day when the evening came, he said to them, Let's go cross to the other side. of am going see Galilee here. When they had sent, sent the crowd away, they took him in the boat just as he was. There was also other little boats with him. The great windstorm arose, and the waves splashed into the boat so that it was now filling the boat. He was in the stern asleep on a pillow. They woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He rose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? They feared greatly and said to one another, What kind of man is he that even the wind and sea obey him? The storms come in life. And Christ is with us. There even the seas obey Him. And we are going to have storms in our life. And Jesus Christ is with us. Those who have asked Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior, He is with us. As we've said over and over again, He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He is with us through all of our storms. Our trials in life. He never leaves us. He's there through the storms, through the trials. We need to listen to him. But it is much easier said than done. When we have trials come upon us, when we have storms come upon us, sometimes we are so busy paying attention to the waves that start coming upon us that we forget that we have Jesus with us upon our boat, upon our life, upon our heart. We forget that he's with us the whole time. We're so busy paying attention to all the things around us, we stop to forget what's within us. And Jesus Christ is within us. Unless you have asked Him to be your Lord and Savior, then you need to ask that question. That is why I'm afraid. But for those of you who have Jesus Christ within your heart today, you have no reason to be overtaken by your fear. Call upon Him. He is with you even now. He is with you even now. Peace be still. The storms come alive life. Where is Christ in your life when they come? That is the question that we need to ask ourselves. Where is he in our life? Is Jesus asleep in the stern of your heart today? Is he back there asleep in your life? Or do we have him at the helm of our heart today? Do we have him in charge of everything today, steering the ship, steering the ship when the storms of fear come upon our lives? Where do we have him? You know, some people have never been saved. They've never asked Jesus Christ to save them. They don't have him as their Lord and Savior, so they have him back on the dock. They've never picked him up. And so therefore, they have every reason to fear today, but that doesn't have to be that way. They can stop that even today and pick him up and bring him with them. And there's other people that have him at the bow of that ship. They have all the way to the port. They have all over the place. They need to allow him to take control. We need to do that today. No longer being afraid, no longer letting the waves take us, no longer being afraid all the time, screaming out, where are you, Lord? Where are you, Lord? And he wants to tell us to peace be still. And that's what we need to do. Allow God to be in charge of our lives. Allow Christ to be in charge. So the question is, where have you placed him today? Is he the one, the captain of your boat? Is he the one in charge of your ship today? Is he in charge of your heart today, or are you? And if you are, that is why you're so afraid, because you have the wrong one in charge of your life. But you don't have to be that way anymore today. Today we can hand it back over to Jesus Christ. Today we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be afraid. Anymore. I can honestly God say this today that I'm to die today. I know where I'm going to go because I thought I was going to die. I really thought I was going to die. But I'm not afraid. I know where I'm going to go. I know whose arms I'm going to be with. I know where I'm going to end up. And here's the thing. In God's time, not mine. God's will be done, not mine. I am prepared. I know who the captain of my vessel is. Is he the captain of For you, who are children of the Lord God's today, peace be still. Peace be still. For those of you who have not taken that moment, or perhaps you're not sure, for those of you today who are curious, who question yourselves and where you stand today with Jesus Christ, take this time to say the prayer of salvation. Pray to him with all your heart and soul for the prayer of salvation, which is Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in you. I know that I have sinned. I know, Lord, that I deserve to suffer for what I've done. Lord, I know that all sin sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I know that if I was to die right now, I would suffer in the depths of God. But Lord, I pray right now that you will save me from my sins. I pray, Lord God, that you will save my soul. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will take me to heaven and save me because you died on the cross. I believe that you raised me, were raised from the dead. And Lord God, I believe that you will erase what I have done. I believe this with all my heart and with all my soul. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer, you said it with all your heart, with all your soul. Not word for word, because it doesn't matter the words, it matters the words of your heart. And you've been saved. For the rest of you, I say this. Jesus said this John 14.7 peace I leave you, my peace I give you not as the world gives you, I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be free. And one last thing I can preach to you today one last thing that is this second Thessalonians 316 Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. Lord, be with you all. Dear precious Father, Lord, thank you so very much. Thank you for loving us so much that you sent your only son to die for us, to rise from death for us, to save us from our sins. Lord God, thank you so much for the peace that you give to us, Lord God, through these times of fear, through these times of trials, and at all times, Lord Jesus, I pray that you help us to walk today and follow you. And I pray this in your name.